and welcome to today's podcast, Cybersecurity, the Customer Viewpoint from Hexagon. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your host, Brian, and today we're going to be discussing the latest cybersecurity topics from the point of view of Hexagon's clients. Joining me today is Nick Cappy, Vice President of Portfolio Strategy and Enablement Cyber with Hexagon's Asset Lifecycle Intelligence Division. Nick, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brian, for having me. Absolutely. Well, let's get to know you a little bit. So tell us about yourself. Tell us what you do. What do you nerd out on? All that good stuff. Sure. Uh, so I'll give you a little bit of background. I joined a company called PAS in, the, in 1995. Um, and in that role, I or started off as a control systems engineer. And so my background uh, over the years is, is basically been in heavy processing industry, specifically process control, uh, discrete uh, distributed control systems and managing those systems, whether that's building and implementing them, uh, whether that is doing good configuration management of those systems and documenting how they, they work, yeah. or uh, providing things like security on those systems. So my heritage and my lineage uh, all goes back to basically the heavy processing industries and really focusing on uh, process control, specifically automation and control systems. PS was acquired about two and a half years ago uh, by Hexagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we became a, the first cybersecurity solution uh, specifically targeting OT within the, within the division or within the company. Nice. And so uh, my mission in, in life is to make those systems more secure, reduce risk in, in those systems, and um, hopefully make everyone go home safe at the end of the night. Nice. That's good. So do you, you know, nerd out on the whole th- kind of stuff, you know, when you get into personal side as well sure. as professional, of course, but are you always kind of just sitting there going, like, what, what else can I do? What else can I do to secure this? Yeah, so I, I, I get really passionate uh, about uh, a few topics. One is the challenges I think face our customers make me most passionate. And, and those are uh, typically knowing what they have in their environment. I know that sounds like a relatively easy task, mm-hmm. um, no. but it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it becomes hard when you do that at enterprise scale. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, helping customers address vulnerabilities and weaknesses within these systems. Um, helping them put good configuration management in place. Helping them reduce risk in the most optimal way possible, whether that's cost or resources. And uh, also helping them prepare for disaster recovery and and the inevitable that a breach is probably going to happen and how they respond and recover those systems is going to be critical to their business success. I love all of those topics. Uh, I get excited about those topics. And uh, it's interesting for me to have those conversations uh, with customers and um, whether my wife likes it or not, but she probably gets a a few of those conversations too. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I imagine it does take a lot of listening and really understanding, like you said, what they're dealing with in that moment. Because I think it's easy to assume Oh, they need this, but without really paying attention to truly what they're needing and, and understanding them from a, a specific point of view, too. I, I think uh, any good consultant has is, is got to listen, whether uh, that's a doctor, or a lawyer, or in this case, OT cybersecurity. We've, we've got to listen to what the pain points of that customer are and try to help them address them. Security in general is about risk mitigation and how do I ri- mitigate risk to an acceptable level the most efficient way possible. And every customer has got their own definition of what an acceptable level of risk is. Yeah. And how we go about minimizing that is going to vary from customer to customer. So we have to be very consultative, listening and understanding not just what their pain points are, but what their environment is and trying to figure out how do I actually buy down or reduce risk in the most optimal way possible because budgets are infinite mm-hmm. and resources aren't infinite. And so, yeah. you know, risk reduction is a big part of any security program. Absolutely. I love it. Well, good. I'm glad you uh, are excited and passionate about this because that makes it even better and that makes your you at your job that much better too. So, well, you know, we hear a lot about the need for a centralized asset inventory. 
But who uses this? Who uses this data? What do they use it for? Great. That goes back to my first pain point, right? Is <laughs> yeah. knowing what you have in your environment. Absolutely. Uh, and I think this is a really good question. And if we uh, listen to Christian, who's the business information security officer at Slovnov, a centralized asset inventory helps the daily lives of engineers, plan operations, security analysts, and con contractors to work safely, efficiently by identifying system changes in a single platform for all changes or all configuration and industrial control system data. Uh, Christian gave a presentation at Hexagon Live called Slavnov Using PAS OT Integrity as a Plant-Wide Inventory System. This presentation covered Slavnov's specific use cases around a centralized asset inventory. And um, you may not know, but Slavnov is an industry leader in this space. Mm -hmm. And Christian gave a great presentation covering different use cases that just about every customer could benefit and learn from about how to properly use an inventory, how management of change is a key enabler of a good inventory system. Very nice, very nice. So safe and efficient. Does that mean that there's a safety angle to a centralized asset inventory? It's interesting that you asked that question. <laughs> uh, personally, I think that safety and operational technology security are tightly linked, and they're often viewed and talked about as separate activities. So even though they're linked, we don't really talk about them as, as one thing. We talk about them as safety or security. Mm -hmm. uh, it was interesting to hear Robert Pena, a global uh, process control technology leader at DuPont, uh, talk about this in his presentation. He did a presentation at Hexcon Live talking about how management of change is a key deliverable of a good centralized asset management system or inventory system. Yeah. Management of change is a key component of OSHA 1910 Part 119, and OSHA 1910 Part 119 is closely tied with process safety management or PSM. PSM is a systematic way for industries to manage hazards associated with processes to reduce the frequency and severity of incidents. Again, I think that Operational cybersecurity is tightly linked with safety, and it's easy to draw a correlation between properly managing asset inventory and process safety. Sure. Okay, so with all of this asset inventory data, there's a ton of information, and a lot of people are consuming it. Potential safety, quality, efficiency, productivity impacts, all of that. Let's talk about the visibility here. I'm assuming that the visibility, the alerting, and the reporting even, let's go on all this on this data is critical. I'm assuming it is. But talk about how this is going to work, specifically running it in an in industrial facility. But, you know, you can talk about it in any other examples as well. Sure. As a technology vendor in this space, I think it's easy to toot our own horn and talk about yeah. how great we are in, in this space. But it's probably more impactful to hear it from an actual end user. And Jeffrey, with, uh, who is a principal engineer at Petronas, provided an update at Hexagon Live uh, called, or on his project, which is called the Prime Project. And the Prime Project is a centralized remote monitoring and advisory program at Petronas. He covered how a centralized asset inventory is a key enabler for enabling his project to positively impact process safety at Petronas. The visualization and the reporting of the data that comes from PSOT integrity is a critical part of that program. And so we have to be able to uh, properly identify assets. We have to be able to properly identify weaknesses within those systems. We have to be able to make sure that as we're addressing weaknesses, uh, the gains that we achieve uh, aren't lost over time because we don't have good configuration management or change management in place. We have to make sure that we're optimizing risk reduction. Um, we have to make sure that you know, should something bad happen, whether that's from a cyber attack or whether that's an inadvertent change or a natural disaster, that we're able to respond and recover these systems 
appropriately. And so the visibility of that data is critical to the organization. The ability to report on new weaknesses that are identified or, or unauthorized or undocumented changes is, is critical. And like I said, given enough time, uh, businesses must assume that a successful attack is going to happen. And they're yeah their ability to respond and recover these systems is going to be critical to their business success. Absolutely. Well, you mentioned some good things there. What advice, even some some really specific steps that we should take right now, what, would, what advice would you give? Ah, oh, great. I'm going to go back uh, and I'm going to view this as a journey, uh, not a destination. I don't think customers are prepared to execute on all of these things at one time. But I, I do think uh, as, as they go and they mature, uh, that there's a pathway that, that leads them into a better place. Um, and that pathway typically starts, uh, I'm going to go back to my five challenges. It starts with knowing what you have in your environment. You can't mm. do a risk assessment. You can't do a vulnerability assessment. You can't plan for obsolescence of technology if you don't know what's running within the, your environment. So it's the basis. It's the building block for any good security program. Yeah. Then once you get a handle on knowing what you have, the next logical step is you want to start fixing issues. And that you know, typically is reducing weaknesses, vulnerability assessments. You find very disjointed patching processes. You find lack of good periodic backups. And uh, so there's things that we need to do there. The, the third kind of step on that journey is once we start addressing weaknesses and fixing bad configuration and all these things that we can do, is that we need to make sure we don't revert back over time. And that goes yeah. with that good configuration management uh, and putting that in place. And that, again, ties directly back to process safety. Ultimately, we want to reduce risk. And how do I do that efficiently uh, is the, the goal of any security program. So that's a big topic for customers. How do I efficiently buy down risk? And then um, you got to prepare for the worst. And you yeah. got to make sure you're resilient uh, in situations. Um, and resiliency and reliability sometimes get, get confused. Uh, reliability is dealing with uptime. Mm -hmm. Resiliency is how you respond to a bad event. Mm. And uh, we need to make sure these systems are resilient. And that typically comes with being able to do forensic analysis should you have a successful attack, being able to uh, have a good trusted restore point to bring these systems back up online. And we get caught up in the word security. Um, and uh, I don't want to undersell it, but there is a lot of other things that happen bad in a plant or a processing industry that aren't cyber attacks, that have yeah. the same kind of consequences of a cyber attack. Uh, an inadvertent change that can bring down the process. Well, that's the same consequence of a cyber attack. Uh, a natural disaster, uh, a hurricane hits a facility and then they find out that they don't have good backups. Well, that's the same consequence. I've lost my system and I need to be able to bring it back up. So whether the, the consequence uh, or the, the um, adversary is a natural disaster or whether the uh, adversary is an inadvertent change that the guy made by mistake and didn't realize the consequence or you know, someone bad coming in from the outside, the consequence of those events are very similar. And so we need to be able to respond and recover and bring those systems back up online. That's great. I, I really appreciate you sharing all that. It's, it's great advice and a lot of good information. And by the way, thank you for the specific examples as well, because always good to know what others are doing and how they're handling it. So, you know, I, I like it. I like the words you said, but um, really appreciate you taking the time. And um, it's just, I don't know, I, I keep coming back to that mitigation instead of looking at it as just security. It's just, it's mitigating the threat. You know, I, I like that because you knew you can't get rid of it all. So it's, I like looking at it as how do you reduce it? How do you always stay ahead of it? How are you prepared for it? That's great. It's good stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for being on the show. All right. Thank you very much again. Nick Cappy, Vice President of Portfolio Strategy and Enablement Cyber. 
with Hexagon's Asset Lifecycle and Intelligence Division. Thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. And for more information, you can head on over to hexagon.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Thank you.